Warning, this podcast is rated not safe for work for profanity, sexual innuendo, and general silliness. Hello! I'm back! I'm not dead! Brandy! Macabre Academy. Fuck you! You told me to do it! This is what you get! Okay. Welcome to the Macabre Academy. Steph's already mad at me. We're five seconds in. This is great. Good times. My name's Brandy. I'm the best. I'm also trash. We have Steph. Hello. hello. Don't wave. They can't all see you. you yes, fuck. they can. The Patreons can. The yes, Patreons this is can. Primarily Not everyone's an audio medium. Yeah, you can't just wave. That's why I'm wearing a bra and a robe. It's fine. Kev, say hello. Hello, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we don't let me start things. No, it's perfect. So, um, what are we talking about today? All right. Do you know A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickinson? Or Dickens? Yeah. No, but I do know yeah. The Muffin Man. The what? The, the Muffin, Muffin Man. Man. Oh. <laughs> Who lives on, <laughs> what is it? Sure? Lane? Yeah. Well, she's married to The Muffin Man. Mm. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. All right. So, I wanted a unique take on Christmas. And this is something I discovered last year. On a mm-hmm. different podcast, I can't remember which fucking one. So come at me. Did you give them your heart? And, and the very next, next day, day, they gave it away. There you go. <laughs> you're get, you guys were so for my, a lot of this today. My favorite Christmas song right now, I found on TikTok, and it literally talks about like heartbreak and sadness. So she's That's like, literally I hope every Christmas down. Carol, right? But like, she just wants to burn the person's tree down and then calls them a whore for kissing under the mistletoe, and I love it. And I'm just like, yes, bitch. You gotta share the link, okay? Why are all Christmas carols so depressing? Because Christmas sucks ass, man. It's a woman with stockings hanging above her head. Have you seen my house? It's disgusting. It's like Vermont threw up in your house. It did, and I hate it. (laughs) It's god awful. Pretty soon, there's just gonna be a moose walking through the shot. (laughs) (laughs) To watch my TV, I have to turn on the Christmas village underneath the tv because <laughs> it's all plugged in together i have three fucking christmas trees there's one up there you can't see it it's disgusting it's amazing uh... okay so believe it or not there is a long history of telling ghost stories at christmas and it's older than a christmas carol Yes, yes it is. It actually dates back before Christmas itself. So as I'm going to frame this up in witchy terms because I don't know a better way of doing it, but as the changing of the wheel turns for the year, the growing, the nights grow and the days get shorter, duh. This is still a liminal time in the same way that Halloween is. Midwinter is a you know, period of time where the light dies. And because the nights are so long, that veil between the living and the dead is still thin. And so you can kind of still sense those souls that aren't with us. And it's still a great time to tell scary stories. I have a question though. Yeah, go for it. So like, do you think, because like a lot of people die in the winter. Yes. Do you think that's why a lot of people die in the winter? Because that veil is so thin that like your loved ones are able to come back and take you. I mean, it's a solid theory. Okay, cool. I like it. Cool. Great. 
What I actually think it is, is the fact that winter clothing doesn't actually work to prevent hypothermia. And a lot of the people who die of hypothermia are actually wearing winter clothing at the time. Therefore, it doesn't work. Therefore, I'm walking around all winter naked. Well, what's interesting is... is, What's really funny, though, is it's actually the same logic that anti-maskers use, and it's just hysterical to me. (laughs) I mean, I like being naked, so it's fair. Well, okay, so just just think about it for like half a second, okay? Just this is a time where people do get really sick and we have modern medicine, but there was a time mm-hmm. when people got this sick in winter and they got offed. Yeah. 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 But they had modern medicine at the time too. It was modern to them. Well, back. You're not wrong. I'm not back. wrong. No, this is like pre-Victorian. This goes way yes, but, back. Well, Anglo-Saxon. But to back. them, like that was the best medicine they had. So like, yeah, the that's joke, not wrong. The joke he's is not just right, but he's not wrong. Me- <laughs> the joke is any medicine at that time is the modern medicine of that time that's fair <laughs> <laughs> right it's like oh pillows. we have modern medicine well so did they mm. well With jingle bells brandy for the sound effects it. we are now an <laughs> asmr podcast <laughs> all right well we're okay we're gonna start in victorian times because that seems to be very specific holiday tradition it's kind of like nestled in the trappings of Christmas because you got the themes of winter, cold, death, and rebirth. Cool, cool. All right, I got I got a little I, quote for you, so you're gonna have to let me get through it before you you commentary. Okay. Mm-hmm. Christmas is celebrated in Europe and the U.S. originally connected to the pagan Yule. So on the winter solstice, with the intent of celebrating the death of the light, and on the longest day of the year or night of the year so even more haunted than halloween when the veil is the thinnest is is the quote i found from one of my articles i am way behind on my yule logging oh yes do you know what sucks is the etymology for yule is so rough i can't even touch it and i love etymology it's it's bad you know i don't know if you can pull something out of your house to make sense of it but even i couldn't and i I wish I was an etymologist so bad. That's never too what late. What does that word mean? The meaning of the word, like the history of the word. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. So Kev referenced Yule Logs for like half a second. So ancient peoples would light candles or gather around fires to symbolize the sun because it's so such a long night and it's to lure its return. When the first light of morning finally came, they danced, they sang, they dipped into the food store so they could feast, and then they had general merriment. I love a good general merriment. Some of my favorite Chinese food is actually general merriment. (laughs) You know what's interesting is Yule tends to fall around the, the, like, between the 20th and the 22nd of December. So it's just slightly before the Christian version of the holiday. All right, can we mm-hmm. back up a second, though? Yeah, back it up. So we're talking about the whole, you know, sun dying, long nights thing. Mm-hmm. Does that mm-hmm. remind us of anything else that we've covered on this podcast? I should know my own podcast, but even I am not understanding the no. reference. Bonfires. Oh, oh, yeah. There you go. Look at you. I have the memory I have of a to? goldfish. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're well, cute. Well, again, we the bonfire. 
Well, the bonfires were in the Halloween stuff. Right. Right. Yeah, we're the that, same period. You're, you're yeah, that's right a, on same, point. Yeah. I try every once in a while. Yeah. Do you celebrate Yule or am I the only witch that does that? I think you're only the witch on the pod, so. Yeah, it's just you, hun. Well, and I'm trash. No, it's I like how I celebrate Yule, maybe because I'm a little partial. But for me, what I try to do every year, this does not always effectively get implemented, but what I try to do is once the sun starts going down, no electricity, just tending candles and you know, that low light through a a space. And then I sit down with the kids or the significant other and we tell, we read stories, we play games. We just do things that don't require electricity. And you're just a cute bitch. Yeah. It's really fun bonding with people without your cell phone, without all the modern lights and just tending that fire waiting for the sun to come. And then when it finally does come, Big fucking huge breakfast. Just huge. And then I'm I, down. Yeah. And then that's usually a time to actually give a very small present. Usually it's something to remind you of the coming sun. So maybe a little golden trinket or some oranges, just something small. It's not supposed to be a big commercial thing. It's something small and thoughtful to help celebrate the sun starting to come back. That's cute. Oh yeah, I got big plans for it this year for me and Evie and the uh, the chef I started seeing. So I have no one. I'm alone. What happened to your boyfriend? It's fine. He's not my boyfriend. You have to admit he's your boyfriend. But he's not. But he is. But he's not. All right, we'll deal with Brandy's personal issues later. What we'll about have your cat a friend? whole my cat friend. I hate yeah. cats. You live like four six of them. of them. Okay, yeah, a lot. I have four. I hate them. Technically, they're not your cats. They're your shitty they're roommates. They're not. Cats. Exactly. Exactly. You can still it's be friends fine. with them. Uh-uh. We don't like them. Ew, that's not a real word. Don't fuck. Ooh, okay, we have to talk. Go ahead. Okay. So, <laughs> during um, pre-Victorian Ooh, free delivery at Chipotle. Nice. Ooh, are you getting us Chipotle for lunch? I might be getting myself Chipotle for lunch. I don't Chipotle. like Chipotle. It's snowing pretty hard out there, guys. It's a perfect day to record a Christmas episode. I'm just saying. Well, there will be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. Yes, sir. All right. So I want to draw your attention to the Industrial Revolution. Um, so at that time, during the Industrial Revolution, everyone had to work because no one literally gave a shit about Christmas. And they like would tell stories to pass the time because again, it's a long night working and we were doing this in the the bakery right now with the COVID as it slowed down and we're bored out of our fucking mind telling stories and going back and forth. And the longer you sit there and talk with someone, the more the weird shit comes up. Yeah. Yeah. So Christmas at this time didn't exist because of Oliver Cromwell the Lord and protector of England in the 17th century. And he is the dickhead that ruined Christmas. Not the Grinch. I guess he is the part. This is what they based the Grinch off of. Only his heart never grows. No, actually Mm. I just read about this yesterday. Now that you mentioned it. Yay. The Grinch is actually based on Dr. Seuss. Himself. Himself. How? Okay. 
because, go ahead and then I'm going to go off this. Because apparently Dr. Seuss didn't like Christmas. Because in, in, in the story, the Grinch is 53 years old, which is exactly how old the, um, Dr. Seuss was when he wrote How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So it was actually about uh, about Seuss finding his love of Christmas all over again. That's so sweet. Brandy's face. Okay, so listen. <laughs> the Grinch wasn't supposed to end up in Whoville. Because he knocked that other baby away. Remember the beginning of the Grinch? When they're <laughs> on like the bassinet floating down. And mm-hmm. like he knocked another baby out of the way. Where did that baby go? Whomville. Like that's a big plot hole, and I need to know where that baby went. Over it, over a uh, waterfall and died. Fuck. Okay. Maybe we got raised by wolves. Wound up in the forest. You know those those children. We should do stories on those. Those children raised by animals. Oh yes, I'm and down because it scares my life. And then he found his way to Sparta. Sparta. And became one of the three hundred. Perfect. Mystery okay, cool, Great. Right here Full on the circle. Pod. Right there. There you go. <laughs> okay. So so 300 is actually how the Grinch stole Christmas part 2. Great, great. <laughs> now officially a Christmas movie, by the way. And speaking of Christmas movie, Die Hard is the best Christmas movie ever. I will physically fight you if you do. No, I will second that. I've never seen it. I'm not surprised. Hi. Brandy, you're going to come the fuck over here. The chef's going to come Not today. And we're going to watch okay. Die Hard. We're going to watch Die Hard with me and Panda. Game over. This is not a Okay, what's he cooking for us, though? Um, we can put in special requests after the pod. Okay, great. Um, my mom's making pierogies this weekend, so you're getting frozen pierogies. I hope you're happy. Good. I'm excited. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay. So if I can just redirect, if I may. Nah. Maybe? Sort of? A little bit? Okay. I'll allow it for a couple of minutes. Perfect. So Oliver Cromwell, this, this, this fucker, literally no one knows about his first 40 years of life. Same. But he was a Puritan extremist on a mission from God. And his resume includes actively participating as a member of parliament from 1628 to 29, and then again in 1640 to 1642. Then he was a military commander from that 42 to 1646, and then he had a very healthy political career. So hmm. basically, his mission was to cl- cleanse the decadent excess of England, and he got Parliament's blessing to do this. And the top of his list was exiling Christmas and the carols. The guy hated Why? the thing. He, he outlawed <gasps> it. It was gone. Can we go Christmas caroling? 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 You know what Christmas carol actually kind of slaps? Hmm. The new Lay's commercial. I don't, I don't have, have cable. Yeah, what are you talking about? I'll have to send it to you guys. It actually fucking slaps. Tweet it. You slap. Put it on the tweeter. We have a Mount Cop Academy tweeter. Do the tweet. Do. Yeah, I don't know how to tweeter. Kevin is the master of the tweeter. Follow him. What is it? Notorious D-U-K? Or? Uh, that's right. Yeah, get on his Twitter. It's yeah. lit up. 
I still have not turned off the notifications and your Twitter. Like, I swear to God, it's like 30 tweets a day. I, I have very little to do. <laughs> okay. So prior to Oliver Cromwell, the, uh, the, the holiday was celebrated much like it is today. You got your booze, your feasting, your decorations, gifts. Decorations. Yep. And singing. Lots and lots of singing. What is it? Singing loud for all to hear. That's the best way to spread Christmas cheer. Yeah. I thought it was with I thought it was with presents, but that's just me. No, that's Elf. That's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Oh, I hate Will Ferrell. No, fuck off. He hates you too. Fuck you. <laughs> Good. I hope he does. Fuck that guy. He plays fuck. the same character in every goddamn movie. That's fine. You play range, the same buddy. character in every goddamn movie. Get some rain. I've never been bro. in a movie. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so to drive a point home, (laughs) it wasn't uncommon for people to sit around the fires on Christmas Eve and tell ghost stories. It's satisfying because it makes the light of Christmas morning shine even brighter. Because you were so scared? Yep, yep. Okay, cool, cool. I mean, a guy breaks into your house in the middle of the night. I mean, that's kind of terrifying. down. Just kill me while you're at it. I mean, no. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to go all the way, go all the way. (laughs) Always go all the way. (laughs) Don't half-ass this shit. (laughs) Well, what? It's only a crime if you get caught, right? It's only... Yeah. It's it's only illegal if you get convicted. Oh, even better. There you go. If I leave a note saying that I said it was okay to murder me, does that make it not illegal? No. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Damn. Maybe it's a lesser charge. Like, I feel like that's not murder in the blank. That's like mercy killing, right? (laughs) No. Just put me out of my misery. You know who is also miserable? Evie? No. Well, maybe. My child. I definitely heard her calling for mom. I did, too. She said, mommy? She's right here. I don't know if she's allowed on the pod, so... You're right there. Yeah. Here, come here. Do you want to say how Hello. excited you are for Christmas? Yes. Yes. Talk about Christmas for a second. What are you excited about? That's Kevin. Hi. Who is that? That's Auntie Brandy. Hi. That's our frozen buddy. Yeah. She is. It's her favorite movie of all time. You just stabbed her in the heart. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Why don't you wish everybody a Merry Christmas? Go ahead, say it. Okay. Go ahead, say it. Merry Christmas. Trying to get out of this. <laughs> okay. Mm. All right, go ahead. Go back and watch your thing. Right. Go. Go. <laughs> Brandy, this is your fault. This is what you get for recording in the middle of the day. Just so I you know. apologize that I work at 4 a.m. Everyone will love how adorable she is. That's if she's allowed on. If not, uh, 
sound maiden's gonna have to cover it with like christmas bells or something okay so this okay so immigration into america right the puritan crusade interfered with the christmas traditions coming to america okay okay so you did you didn't see a resurgence in the United States and England until commercialism created Christmas cards. Why Christmas cards? Uh, hang on. These are really good. These are not what you're thinking. Okay. You, okay. Victorians purposely sent bizarre ass Christmas cards and they had morbidly humorous designs, including macabre images like murderous frogs stabbing, looting a fellow amphibian, St. Nicholas peeping through windows and stuffing children into his sack. Hey now, giant this is wolf- a family podcast. No, 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 no. I'm so down. Wait, wait. Okay. Can and we giant- bring those back? Yes. In fact, we're sending okay. some out to our tiers that have mail attached to their, their, uh, their tier. I can't think of which ones right now. I can't remember if it's just house witches or also, uh, students of each house. I got to look it up because we changed the tiers. Um, Uh but also there were cards with giant waltzing insects and dead birds like Robins dead. Okay. Yeah. They were designed to be shocking. So it was a conversation starter with designs inspired by these old lores. Um, okay. In, in English myths, okay, robins and wrens are sacred. So the image of those dead birds were probably to elicit like Victorian sympathy and common reference or it's it, it reference stories of poor children freezing to death at Christmas. Huh. Did you guys ever read the little match girl? You ever had that no. read to you? It's the saddest fucking kids Christmas book of all time. So this Why little girl. Why would I read it then? All right. Well, I'll give you a synopsis. So this little girl is orphaned on the streets and it's Christmas and she's cold. And well, she. Yes, as one would be. Yeah. Well, she's. On the street. She's cold. In the cold. So I can't remember how she gets this box of matches. But every time she lights one to stay warm, she gets a beautiful memory of giant Christmas trees and presents and feasts and things. And that when just the last mean, yeah. But by the yeah. la- time the last match goes out, she goes to sleep, and they find her dead because she froze to death. Oh, mm-hmm. it's Who I cry. Tell me you didn't read that story to your children. I don't own it because it wouldn't. It makes me cry. I can't read it out loud. It's just like that. Red Shoes Christmas song, you know, about mommy <gasps> dying. Christmas kids. shoes. Yeah. I can't listen to it. I can't. I cry. Oh, no. I make myself listen to it when I want to cry. No, I, I turn it off. I want to cry. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like, I'm like, I just want to cry today. We're going to listen to sad songs. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm fucked in the head. It's fine. Mm. All right. Well, a little bit about Santa Claus. I don't want to get in the history of St. Nicholas and Santa Claus and yada, 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 yada. But, yeah, but during the Victorian era, he was a bit more sinister. English legends had him paired up with the devil as a good cop, bad cop duo to figure out if children were naughty or nice. And then, okay. then their fates were decided. 
This wasn't a cold situation. This was fate. And the uh, devil sometimes guide, guide, guised himself as Krampus. Now, Krampus okay. would kidnap and beat disobedient children with a switch. I'm the down. Nintendo Switch seems expensive. Can I be him? Well, again, we'll have to do a whole episode on Krampus at another time. But what's interesting is when Santa is paired with Krampus, Santa is that creepy voyeur in the window spying on the children to decide if Krampus is going to kidnap them. Hmm? Pedophile what? (laughs) Yeah, pedophile. Can I be Krampus? Yes. Great. If you don't want to be the Grinch, if you don't want your heart to grow. Actually, that's the theme for my birthday party this year. We're painting little Krampus ornaments. I know. I'm so excited. I took that entire weekend off. Did I tell you that? No. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't go back till Monday. You lucky bitch. I did it on purpose. I love you. I'm glad you're coming. That's what he said. Yep, it is. Well, she's probably Last night. I'm faking it? Not no more. Not no more. <laughs> Double negative means you are. Fuck. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, do you know anything about Krampus? I know he's faking it. <laughs> Fuck. Kevin, you're an asshole. Just, I try my best. Just a little bit. It's okay. That's why we love him. True. Okay, so Arthur Arthur. Author. Arthur. Yeah. Washington Irving. Do you guys know who Washington Irving was? I know that name. You could cheat I, my note. Yeah, I know the name also. I could cheat, but like I'm not going to. That's not nice. I want you to tell me your information. Okay. Well, uh, Mr. Irving wrote Vip, Rip Van Winkle and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Oh. oh. Yes. Fuck yeah. So he helped resurrect a number of forgotten Christmas traditions in the early 19th century. We can thank this guy. Dope, dope. Mm-hmm. In 1812. There was an overture. Had... <laughs> overture of what? Music? Canon. Canon, okay. So he had revisions to a history of New York. He inserted a dream sequence featuring St. Nicholas soaring over treetops in a flying wagon and he invented uh, which an invention, which was others dressed up like Santa Claus. Okay. In his story, he actually has, I found this at work and I bought it. I didn't even know this, but no, wait, wrong thing. Let me back my ass up. I'm so sorry. I got real excited. My, okay. Back that ass up. So (laughs) all my milkshakes bring the boys to the yard. But you're not but they're lactose intolerant, so they have to stay away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Irving had five Christmas stories in a book called The Sketchbook. And he portrayed... Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves. And That's a, a lot of... And a partridge and a pear tree. That's a lot of birds to take care of, though. I don't want that kind of responsibility. It is a huge Listen. commitment. But they're so cute. At least you got presents. Okay. So Irving portrayed a idolized celebration of old-fashioned Christi- Christmas customs. 
like an idiot at a quaint English manner. And there were festivities that he experienced while staying the night in England, which had largely since been abandoned. So he, he revived, revived these in a history of New York. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to do it, he used a text called the vindication of Christmas, which was um, London 1652. And it had Christmas traditions from England in it. And it contributed to several rival and reinterpretations of the Christmas holiday in the United States. Great. But it was, Yep, good. Dickens, though, we're going to get back to the dick, was popularized yeah. the notion Gotta of telling ghost dick. stories. Got to get that dick, man. This is what I meant, okay? I bought at our box club, I didn't realize for some stupid-ass reason that Dickens had also written five Christmas stories, and we had them in an anthology at work, so I nabbed that motherfucker so I could read them all this year. There you um, go. But he's he popularized that notion of telling ghost stories on Christmas Eve, eighteen forty three, when that book came out. Huh. But you you know there were other authors that were helping to lay that groundwork of ghost stories. So we have honorable mentions from terrifying storytellers like E. F. Benson, Allergon Blackwood, and J. H. Riddle, and J. J. Abrams. Is that more contemporary, I believe? That's Yes, it's just a joke. That one fell flat because me and Brandy had literally no idea what you were talking about. Is it Criminal Minds? Who's J.J. Abrams? This is going to bother me. I now. don't know. Answers on a postcard. Yeah. Answers on a postcard. Okay. Okay. That's fine. <clears throat> so you guys keep singing that... Uh, scary ghost stories of Christmas is long, long ago. That is also helping perpetuate a time, you know, like it, we're being reminded in modern times, every time those Christmas songs come on the radio, let's get back to the ghost stories. It is the least wonderful time of the year. I, love I Christmas. hate Christmas. It's my birthday guys. I love Christmas. I understand, but I hate Christmas. No, you're going to like it this year. I'm going to make sure of it. Uh, I will like the day after Christmas. Look, I... I love you. You better love me. You're going to make it Christmas, and it's going to be great. She does not look excited. Neither does Kev. I hate Christmas. I hate Christmas. Well, we're on a Christmas episode, so try to cheer up. Oh, humbug. I'm also a little bit hungover. I'm sorry. I love you. Well, at least we're not dealing with Ginger today. No, that was last night. Jake didn't know what he was dealing with. He was not ready for it. Wait, you got to tell me he's messing with Ginger. I mean, no, I was sad. He came over to cuddle. I had already drank an entire bottle of wine and he texted me, I'm here. So I opened my front door. He was not here. I yelled out, hello, and then closed my door. (laughs) And then he walked in. He goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, hi, I'm here. Hey, I have ghosts stories relevant to doors opening so just put put a little pin in that story i have a segue for that okay but not right in the second i'm I'm ready i'm ready okay well i got like five more bullets and then we're gonna get into actually telling ghost stories for christmas okay all right as dickinson wrote ghosts of christmas are really past present and future that's that you know um dying death and rebirth shit Mm -hmm. and it's all at the end of the year 
And it's a reminder that we're all haunted all the time by good ghosts, bad, that we all have something to tell us, these ghosts. So we got a lot to cram into the end of the year. Can I spread this out? I mean, if you're good at it, sure. But most people no, will procrastinate. Can't. That's a lot. That's a lot to cram into like three weeks. Like says the procrastinator. Yeah, same, bro. You can't do that. Brandy's a procrastinator too. I can't listen. I can expect listen. other people to be punctual with their shit. I just don't have to do it myself. <laughs> I procrastinate all fucking day. We can fight about it. My bed is still a hot mess. Can we put this off till I- tomorrow? No, we're already almost through yeah. it. We're like half oh, her and I fight. No, I meant her and I fighting. Can we put it off till tomorrow? You can do it in post pod. Yeah, yeah, let's do oh, it. We're fight. Okay. okay, great. So, okay, so Dickens writes a story, but interest started to wane, and it was hard to sell that somebody could drastically change in one night by talking to their own demons and ghosts and shit. So, the tradition hung in limbo. Okay, of of the ghost stories until a huge wave of Scottish and Irish immigration brought Halloween back. And and this part of the world is known for a hybrid of Celtic and Catholic traditions, and they borrowed very heavily from pagan traditions. Of course they did. Yeah. So that transition from Christmas to Halloween as a preeminent holiday for ghosts was like a little bit of an uneven one. Even as late as 1950s. 1915, Steffi. Christmas annuals of magazines were still being dominated by ghost stories. And then there's a book of indoor and outdoor games from 1904 by Florence Kingsland um, that listed ghost stories as a good way to celebrate Christmas. I'm down. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm done. I just think it's a refreshing alternative to, uh, you know, Yuletide joy and commercialism and stuff. Resurrecting dead tradition of ghost stories is another way to celebrate Christmas. So that's how we're doing it this year. Witches, I am in love with this family-run business, Mystical Existence, the bath products that turn your ordinary self-care ritual into a celestial experience. As a witch, my bathing habits are sacred, so I was overjoyed to find products that not only smell amazing, but don't irritate my sensitive skin. My favorite scent is Scorpio which was designed with Maggie's daughter and the perfume her mother used to wear at heart. All soaps, lotions, and bath bombs are handmade with supplies that are purchased from ethical and responsible manufacturers. A portion of the products are vegan for all you animal lovers out there. As the wheel of the year turns, new products are designed to match the seasons. Currently only available In the United States, you can find Mystical Existence on Facebook, Instagram, or at their website, mysticalexistence.com. For 15% off, use our promo code MACABRE. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E. 
I'm, I'm hammering this home, man. I'm hoping we have better ghost stories next year or whatever, but I really love the idea of telling Christmas ghost stories. It was really hard to find Christmas ghost stories. I looked. I have. I know. Okay. I hate it. Every single one. Don't try to teach me a lesson. Tell me some scary shit and make me want to die. That's it. Thank well, you. I don't, this one's not written in my notes, but I was, that podcast I was listening to, there's actually a book I really want to get my hands on of Christmas ghost stories. There was some female author that wrote it and she had come on to one of the ghost story podcasts that I listened to. And she told this story of a um, train conductor or a train worker. And he loved Christmas so much that he would like, celebrated every train stop and he would blast like music christmas music and shit and this is like Mm -hmm. at a time of trains and stuff you know so he was really big into christmas and he had like bought himself a house kind of like away from the trains and in the woods and stuff and he would blast christmas music all year through his house in like the middle of the woods and shit and eventually the house had been like condemned after he died and tore down. But there was apparently somebody like coming past his property and their truck mm-hmm. broke down right where his house used to have been. And they could hear like a phonograph playing Christmas music. So apparently even in death, this particular ghost had celebrated Christmas all year round. So I thought that was really neat. So that kind of is what I, I, again, I don't have all the details because I can't credit the author or anything, but it really kind of stirred my imagination last year for ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Nice. I kind of have some want one ones because I was, I need this lady's book to tell really good ghost stories. Um, I'm hoping that if we get enough traction in the podcast community, we'll get some more Christmas ghost stories. I'm hoping but uh, I got tell me I, your ghost stories, you fuck. Okay, well, I gotta read it. The first one is called The Christmas Visitor, and it is by Scarlet Dragon. I think that's a pen name. I'm gonna go with that. Okay, so I'm gonna read her okay. story. I had an unusual visitor on Christmas Day 2008, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't Santa Claus passing by my house in Bloomington, Indiana. The day started in typical fashion with opening gifts around the Christmas tree. I served an early Christmas dinner for my friends and family, and everybody departed by 5 p.m., except my sister and my brother-in-law who lived with me. They were asleep in the bedroom at the end of the hall, but their door was open. I went to sleep at 5 p.m. The story's already Me, bitch. Oh, I've done it on a Thanksgiving. I was falling asleep on Brandon's couch. I need you to know that's my normal bedtime. (laughs) Right. Seven o'clock is late. Yeah, we're learning that. Brandy cannot stay up past seven o'clock. I'm sorry. I try. So it hard. doesn't happen. You think with like the 12 shots of espresso you have in one drink, you would stay up. I need you to understand that I work four to 12 and by one o'clock it's nap time. Jake now knows that he does not hear from me between one and three and that is nap time. Nap time. Well, it's, it's and then I'm back in bed by six o'clock. All right, well, these these people are trying to go to bed, apparently really fucking early. And the story continues. I went into my bedroom with my dog, Toby, and shut the door securely. Toby curled up at the foot of my bed, 
to sleep like he always does. It was chilly, so I pulled the blankets and comforter up around my head and curled up to nap for an hour. So this is a nap, nap time. See, there you go. I was just dozing off when I heard the latch on my bedroom door open. I waited several seconds for my sister and my brother-in-law to say whatever it is they had come in my room to say, but there was no other sound. It was almost 7 p.m., so my bedroom was pitch black. I left lights off in the kitchen in the bedroom, and there were lots of Christmas lights in the living room, so the hallway would have been well lit. I would able to see who had ever opened the door just by lifting my head. I pushed the blankets down and lifted my head from the pillow, but just as I would have been able to see who was in the doorway, an extremely bright light hit me right in the face. And I shielded my eyes and yelled, turn out that bleeping light. You blinded me. I don't know what their bleep is because they didn't put the word in. Let's say fucking light. You're blinding me. Anytime there's a cover up, we're going to say fuck. Great. The light immediately disappeared and I heard the bedroom door latch closed. I, that's cool. I want one of those. My bedside light is a touch lamp. <laughs> so I, t- I haven't seen one of those since like 1994. Oh, it's been a minute. I used to have one. What happened to those? We need more of those in our lives. Uh, they got replaced with the clapper. Yes. I don't like that. You don't, you don't remember the clapper? I hate the clapper. Man, you had to clap hard to get that That's shit what I to mean. Work. At that point, Clap you're just waking off. me up. Fuck you. All right. Well, my light on the my bedside light is a touch lamp, so I touched on it and looked around my bedroom. There was no one there except for me and Toby. Toby jumped off the bed and went to the door without showing any sign of alarm. At first, I wasn't frightened because Toby is a Dutch shepherd and trained to be an excellent watchdog. Which means he'll just lick your ass to death. I mean, who doesn't have a good rim job? Hey, now. You said ass. This is a family podcast. No, it's I'm not. I'm not a kink shame. It's really not a family podcast. <laughs> Sarcasm. Sarcasm. It's a beautiful thing. Tee-hee-hee penis. Talk about these things in my good Christian podcast. Oh, no. This is anything but. This is so bad. Fight me. You know what? Everybody knows what they signed up for. You made it this far into an episode. You're fucked. This is a shit show. You can get fucked. Yep. All right. Since Toby was already up, I decided to go let him outside and see what sis and her husband needed. When I went into the hallway, I could see both of them still in bed. I took Toby to the living room to let him outside, and there was nobody there either. Ordinarily, I'm not a skittish person, and strange noises or lights wouldn't alarm me, but this situation was just too eerie, and the lights had made my skin crawl. Let me add that the latch on my bedroom door is broken in such a way that the inside door handle must be jigged for the latch to pop out and engage. It makes a very distinctive sound that I'm used to listening for, because it doesn't latch, the door will swing open. I am absolutely positive that the door was latched closed but when I went into bed, just as I'm certain it was the door latch I heard during the incident. When I left my bedroom, the door was latched closed again. I didn't understand how my sister and my brother-in-law could have come into my room 
and then returned to their beds and crawled under their covers a few seconds before it took me to reach the hallway. But I figured it had to be one of them since Toby always barks and growls at everyone and everything he doesn't immediately recognize. When my brother-in-law got up and got to get ready for work that night, I asked him what he had wanted earlier in the evening when he had opened my door. He looked puzzled and said, I never got up and I certainly never opened your door. I was soundly, I slept soundly the whole time I was in bed. Okay. So I asked this, what did you, did you want something earlier this evening when you opened my door? She looked puzzled and turned to me. I dozed off and on, but I never got out of bed. I never saw or heard anything in the hallway. She leaves their bedroom door open at all times. She faces the hallway so she can see if anybody is coming or going in the house. So who was my special Christmas visitor and how did they get in and out so quickly? Like most people, the thoughts of loved ones are always close at hand during the holiday season. When I first went to lie down, I was thinking about how happy I was that my small family had enjoyed a pleasant Christmas, but it would have been so much better if my mother and my brother had still been alive to share it with us. I would like to think that my brother's spirit was stopping by to say, Merry Christmas, I'm still thinking of you too. I haven't been able to debunk this strange event or find any rational explanation. I'm afraid that my heart stopped during sleep and the light I saw was bright that people reported after seeing near-death experiences. Leave it to me to see the stairway to heaven and ruin my chance of internal paradise by saying, turn out that fucking light. I've made a mental... (laughs) I made a mental note that if I ever see a bright light again to clean up my language, just in case. Literally me. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm imagining, like I know the story isn't super scary, but I think if you opened your door in the middle of the night, like somebody just opened your fucking door and you had like UFO abduction level brightness piercing the darkness of your door, like I would be absolutely fucking terrified. Yeah. Like Christmas lights aren't that bright. The hallway no. light is not that bright. And the only no. two people in that house were sleeping besides this Bitch person. died. And then God was like, send her ass back. I don't want it. <laughs> you think she's died in the 100%, middle of the night? 100%. 1,000%. She died. God was like, fuck this bitch. She just swore at me. Close the door. <laughs> Not going to happen tonight. Not tonight, bitch. Don't have the energy. (laughs) Kevin, what would you do if you saw a strangely bright light in the middle of the night on Christmas? Assume that my flashlight got turned on by accident. You have a flashlight in your room? You don't? No. I'm not a real grown-up, Kevin. (laughs) I have a snake in my room. That's about it. He's not I'm a very not good a real taxi. <laughs> no, no, you're not. I know this. I've accepted it. So have I. Good. All right. Yeah. Well, do you guys have any like Christmas terror stories? Like, oh, this this relative got drunk and did this. Like, do you guys have any good stories from Christmas itself that aren't ghost stories? No, because I'm always the drunk relative. Well, I mean, one year grandma did get run over by a reindeer. Kevin like I'm always that drunk one wait so listen hold on okay so 
Oh, what day did I have? Saturday. I had my nephew. We went to the cemetery, decorated my brother's grave, put the Christmas tree up, all that good stuff. And then we went home and made gingerbread houses. And mm. my house had a hole in it, obviously, because hi, I'm trash. So it had a hole in the one side. And my nephew's over there looking at all the houses and it's like, Auntie, why is your house a crack house? How do you know what that is? He goes, Look, there's a crack in her house. <laughs> I love children. Like, so then we called my sister and he was like, Mommy, Auntie has a crack house. <laughs> like, <laughs> ran away. Oh. <laughs> it was fucking great. <laughs> Brandy, the trash from the crack house. <laughs> <laughs> we just added a whole level a whole new level to, to brandy's level of garbage human being <laughs> <laughs> oh my all right ends up for one more ghost story yeah how much time do we have on the recording though not i upgraded oh okay i got paid out for every lovely patreon so i could upgrade my account back up to unlimited recording and so we could do the um i had to upgrade it again too because that's how we do the watch party and it wasn't going to let us watch a a video for more than 40 minutes so i i had to re-upgrade now that my expenses have adjusted to buying a new computer for this podcast that was lovely and now brandy actually still has to watch history of the world part one because she bailed on us yeah i didn't bail i tried to stay awake you didn't even make the beginning of the movie I didn't even, so I looked at my text messages from that night because, like, I text Jake all the time, and literally I made it to 5 o'clock that night. Because hmm. he texted me at 7 o'clock, and he goes, did you die, or are you sleeping? Both are a very real eight, possibility. Yeah, and then at 8, he was like, oh, you must just be sleeping. Like, I hope you're not dead. Hmm. And then I woke up at 4 a.m., and I was like, hey, I was sleeping. I'm not dead, I promise. Well, I think I want to do... The second Monday of a month as the watch party. Okay. So I want to do the bleached documentary with our house witch tier on the January 11th. Monday okay. night. I'll take off the 12th. You're going to watch the Kurt Cobain bleach thing. Yeah. yeah okay. I purposely have been holding off watching it because I wanted to watch it since the Kurt Cobain episode came out, but I wanted to get like a fresh perspective with the Patreon. So uh-huh you're really fine you did miss out the chat was killer for yeah, the i did miss out but i almost died so it's fine all right well speaking of almost dying ghost story it's the last one guys and then i can stop torturing you with my shitty ghost stories <gasps> this one takes place when i was born really no i was no i was yeah i was born i was born you, what, what year were you born? 95, but I was born in February, so I had to figure out if I was, like, born or not. But, like, I was born. Okay, then. <clears throat> Wait, nah. what are you? You're in, you're in Aquarius. I am. Age of Aquarius. Does that surprise you? No. <laughs> no I'm also a Leo. That's right. I'm I'm some sort of Capricorn with a shit ton of Scorpio, which is why I keep attracting Scorpios and getting dicked over. It's great. 
super. Oh, sad. I'm an Aquarius and a Leo, and Jake is a Scorpio and an Aquarius. Not a Scorpio. He's a Sagittarius and an Aquarius. I don't know what to do with that information. I'm trying to process some sort of relevance, and I, I just, I, I can't. Mean, for- like, think of a Sagittarius. That is 100% this man to a T. Gotcha. Like, batshit crazy. Well, does he like Christmas ghost stories? Because I got one more to tell. Let's go. All right, let's go. Uh, it's called A Ghostly Christmas Caress by V. Page. Brandy, don't get too many feels, okay? I'm going to – I will I will punch Brandy's you. already up in the feels. Yeah, she is. Am I going to cry? Maybe. I don't know. Fuck, guys. Okay, so we know it's a good episode if we break Brandy. <clears throat> then don't make me cry. Okay. It was Christmas time of 1995 or 96 at my aunt's house on a reservation in North Dakota. Some of my family was in the living room watching television. The kids were playing in the rooms or sleeping, and my uncle and aunt were sitting at the table putting a puzzle together. My cousin, who worked at the casino, was due home around midnight or 1 a.m. That night, as she pulled up, walking towards my house, she looked in the window and saw me sitting at the table. My uncle was sitting across from me. She also saw someone standing to my left and someone standing in the corner. She continued walking into the house, thinking nothing of it. When she got inside, she said her lows, and she put her stuff away and came to join us at the table. As we were sitting and talking, she looked at me and asked, who was standing next to me a few minutes ago and who was in the corner? I told her no one. And she said, yeah, there was somebody standing next to you. It looked like your mom and she was playing with your hair. I have long hair, which I used to wear down all the time. She said this person was running her hand on my hair as a mother does a child. Mommy. <laughs> Mommy. Mommy. Yes, baby. How's that for time? <laughs> Literally the best. <laughs> you want to see the picture of you? There's no picture of you right now, baby. Am I? Hey, what's she having? Hey, you want to make gingerbread cookies, right? Uh-huh. All right, well, let me finish this and we'll go make gingerbread cookies. Right now I pooped in the. Oh my God! I know you did. I will clean you up in a minute. Yes. It's so bad. I can smell it. No gaming, no blocking. <laughs> I feel like we need to pause the podcast for this. Go watch your show. I'll get you in a minute. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna stay right here. I love her the most. <laughs> <laughs> okay so oh my God. back to the story i don't know i kind of broke the ambiance with the small child but she has really good timing she okay. does it kind of freaked me out as i was probably only 12 or 13 at the time my cousin swears up and down that someone was standing over me rubbing my head and watching me put the puzzle together with my aunt and uncle and that there was another person standing behind that person. We got around to thinking the second person was probably her mom, 
who passed away on her birthday a week before Christmas back in 1992, she had seen. My family, we consider aunts and uncles just to be like moms and dads. After thinking that I could have been her, it didn't scare me as much around Christmas. Something strange almost always happens, and we think it's my mom visiting us. The end. Finally. You still got emotional, and there was a break. Yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. fine. Well, they said a reservation. So, I, you know, I think some people have a very long tr- tradition of ancestors. So the fact that they're coming mm-hmm. around Christmas time to visit, you know, it's a good time to honor the people that pass too and remember them at Christmas time. I think it's kind of like the point. I'm sorry I gave you a story, moral story, but I have a you family. Well, I, you know, my apartment, I have a family altar set up of all my matriarchs and mm-hmm. my kids. And I definitely, you know, have that as a center of my life for every day and on my holiday to honor those people that had come before me and helped me shape me as a person. They might uh, fucking be embarrassed of me, but that's okay. <laughs> it's fine. My grandmother would have hated all my tattoos and piercings. She, she would have handed me. Oh my, my God. Asshole. Yeah. Same. All right, Kevin, you got a good weird, but true for us. I will. Once I pull it up, you keep dropping these things on me. We're not dropping anything on you. It's well, you the never, end. It, it happens every time. I'm out of ghost stories. Tra- right. We just transitioned so smoothly into the end. I thought there was going to be more. Fuck you, Kevin. No, the baby interrupted me. That was all I had. Yeah. Uh, no, wait, I did I that I did my makeup right? for this. That's your weird but true. I washed my hair. I did that my That is weird but true. Ah, here we go. 2015, Neil Moore, a prisoner serving time for more than $2.7 million in fraud, walked out of the front gate of a high-security prison by forging his own release papers. Shut up. Can you do that? Apparently, because he just did. Damn. That's so good. It is pretty good. Yeah, forging some release paper. I mean, that takes skill. And then just walk straight out, just boop. Gone. Did they catch him again I mean, afterwards? Probably. Probably. <laughs> okay. I th- Oh, I have another dare, uh, a Patreon dare, because I owe House Barnum their Patreon dare. Okay, me- go. No, I got to go find it. I'm an asshole, and I'm not prepared either. This happens at the end. Yeah, I wasn't. I Shut forgot. Up. Every time, after my weird but true, it happens at the end. Okay, my darling witches, it's time for your weekly non-offensive dare. You must be a Patreon to participate so you can earn points for your house. Each month, the house with the most points gets to vote on weekly non-offensive dares, topics of future episodes, and so much more. Each week, once you've gotten your dare, you must safely and creatively complete a post on social media so that we can see that you've done the task. You can tag us at Twitter at Macabre Academy, or you can tag us on Instagram at The Macabre Academy, and you must include a hashtag with your house name to obtain the points. The world is a fucked up place. 
These dares are designed to bring silliness and random acts of kindness into the world. You must safely complete your dare. If you are unsafe, your points will not be counted. You can also earn additional points for your house by being the first to submit episode corrections to us at themacabacademy at gmail.com. Also, if we use your ideas or stories in a future episode, more points may be awarded. Let's return to the podcast to see what your weekly non-offensive dare will be. Do you want to hear a story while she goes to find it? I don't think I have a story, but I can come up with something about my life. Um, There's a man walking his dog in the snow right now. It's a pretty golden retriever. The man is falling down a hill, but the dog's just like walking along, just like, fuck you, man. I don't like you. Don't care about him. All the puppers. Okay, I got it. Okay, I'm ready. Did you like my story? It was a good story. Yes. It was a great story. I love Tara, and she, she does a lot of winning. But this time we're taking a non-offensive dare house Barnum from Chris. Okay. Yeah, Chris Love. You know our friend, Randy? Yes, we love yes. her. Yes. When you said Chris, I knew who it was, you fuck. I know, but every time I say Chris, Panda gets confused if it's my friend Chris or baby daddy Chris. Why would it be baby daddy Chris? I know. he's He finally figured it out by tone of my voice. Okay. okay. So our... Christmas non-offensive dare is to wear your best holiday PJs outside and take a lovely photo. I already did that. Okay, I'll do it again. You weren't outside. You were in your bedroom warm with your scantily clothed. Nuh-uh. Okay. Nuh-uh. I have Christmas PJs that match my nephew's Christmas PJs, and we wore them together, but I didn't take a picture. Yeah. I kind of am a little disappointed this month because uh, not I, I don't really have a lot for dares um, completed from anybody. Mm. Y'all so, are slacking. The first person to complete a dare before the uh, new year, okay, complete a dare, they get to pick an episode for an upcoming Ooh. topic. So we're not even doing a house this time. It's just first one to do a dare that they haven't done yet. Okay, cool. Great. Yeah. We're going to go with that because there's no participation this month. I think everybody's crazy from the holidays, which I get. In fact, this is our last episode of the year. This is it. We're taking a week off and we will see you. Oh, are we really? Yes, we are. We'll see them in the first week of January. Great. I'm, I'm hoping I have a really good case by then. I don't want to spell it in case I don't have it done yet. But okay. Yep. This is it. So Yuletide greetings, happy Christmas, blessed new year, and all that jazz from the Macabre Academy. At least not my pants. Have a good night. Drink lots of alcohol. Avoid reindeer. Avoid reindeer. Don't get run over like grandma did. Don't die. And remember, somebody's watching you while you're sleeping to see if you're naughty or nice. Oh, I'm watching you all while you're sleeping. I have cameras in your houses. <laughs> all right. Kidding. That's it. See you in 2021. Hopefully it doesn't suck as bad. All right. That's oh, it. it's going to suck. Nope. We're done. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.
This podcast was brought to you by Nerdy Witch in partnership with Sound Maiden. We want to thank all of our wonderful Patreons. For updates, please follow the Macabre Academy on Facebook. Remember to like, share, and listen exclusively on Buzzsprout. Soon, we'll be available wherever you listen to podcasts.